Okay, so this is part two of episode 195 with Danny, and this was a really great conversation. I hope you have already listened to part one. If you haven't, check the episode notes, head over to part one. You're going to enjoy this episode for sure. But without further ado, let's get back to the episode. For me, it's really truly understanding what that other person wants mm -hmm. out of the relationship, right? So what to you? Let me ask you a question. What's mm -hmm. the most important thing in a healthy relationship? Ooh, talk about a loaded question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would say uh, focusing on ourself first. You know, I, I mentioned it earlier to where like a healthy relationship to me is I need to do what makes me happy and I need to figure out what's going on in my life and take care of myself first. And I hope my wife does the same with her. You know, as, as much so, as I want to make her happy, I, I feel like I need to make myself happy first. So you're the most important thing in the world. The yeah, most important so. thing in a healthy relationship is the other person. Mm. Right? The most important thing in the world is yourself. Right. If I can't take care of me, then right. I can't take care of anybody. That's right. But the most important thing in a healthy relationship is the other person. Okay. Right? Yeah, and what that means saying. is yeah. I'm not giving up myself because I'm taking care of me. I'm taking care of me because I'm the most important thing in the world. Yeah. But in a relationship, the most important thing is that other person. Because some people need different things in different moments. Sometimes people need me to be honest with them, but sometimes people need me to lie to them. Sure. Right? Like sometimes yeah. they really want me to lie. Yeah. Like there are times that my wife wants me to tell her she's right when she knows she's wrong. <laughs> like, she, But she wants that in that moment. She wants me to support her anger. Yeah. She wants me to support her hurt feelings. I'm so doing that do a lot. That. I'm doing that a lot right? with a newly pregnant wife. Yeah. Yeah. Hormones are all over the place. Yeah. Sometimes right. you just have to own that behavior and own that thing and go, right. oh, okay, this is where we're at. Sometimes people need a hug. Yeah. Some people, sometimes they need space, right? So it's not trust. It's not love. It's not compassion. It's all of it. And it's all in flux. And if you can focus on the other person in that relationship, that's when you can start winning, mm -hmm. right? So you're not wrong in your answer. Your the your answer was just the next question. Yeah. What's the most important thing in the world? The most important yeah. thing in the world is yourself. Yeah. Right. And as long as you know that, you'll always take care of yourself. But if you're going to be in a healthy relationship, whether it's business or or personal, the most the most important thing is that other person, yeah. right? Because if I have a client, and like my all my clients want different things. Like right. some of my clients want me to text them. Some of them want me to email them. Some of them want me to call them on the phone. Some of them want me to meet them in person. Some of them don't ever want to see me, right? They just want it done. Yeah. But if you I was like, oh, well, this is how I want it done. So you mm -hmm. have to do it that way too. That's what a right. shitty way to have a relationship. True. And a business. Yeah. Right. So yeah. when you're saying treat people the way you want to be treated, it's a shitty way to do it. They don't all want to be treated the way you want to be treated. Everybody's yeah. different. Everybody wants something different. Yeah. What right? if you're a What if you're a selfish asshole? You want to treat someone else like a selfish asshole? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a It's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Because some people are content being an asshole. I'm content being an asshole. Right. People don't want to be treated yeah. right. <laughs> but I like I like busting each other's balls. Yeah. I like making fun of each other. I like, mm -hmm. but I also like being hugged. Yeah. I also like like I like all kinds of different shit. But there is nothing more fun than me to me than being offensive to my friend about my friend. 
right? Totally. Offending my friend about things about my friend, that's fun <laughs> for me. Yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah. And if they don't enjoy that, we're not going to get along and they're not going to be my friend. Right. Your friend. But that's also reason. mean yeah. right. And it also means that I'm not going to go so far that I'm hurting my friend. Right. Like it's all in good fun. Yeah. And my friends know that they can be like, bro, enough. And I'll be like, yeah. ah, all right, we're good. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. You know, no, I love I, you. Yeah, dude. And it's so funny because those are some of my best friends, you know, like it's true yeah. what they say. Like if you have a group of friends, like there's friends that I would literally call if anything went down in my life, like mm-hmm. some crazy fucked up shit. I would call this person for like emotional support. But then also too, like if I had like a rough day at work or if I'm having an issue with my wife, I don't want to talk about it. I need my my friends that are ball busters. And because that's how I... I'm like you. I'm. I'm. I've been called stoic, um, unemotional, an asshole at times because I'm. I sometimes I'm a little more logical and less emotional, and I need either a logic written out, and I, I need to talk about it, and I need to tell someone about what I'm feeling, and they need to do it that way, and that's how I am on the logical aspect. But then I'm also like with my friends and even my really close friends. I'm just not emotional. I like getting away and, and being that ball buster and having those conversations with, with my buddies where it's like, sometimes yeah. you need that. Sometimes you need to be a, an asshole and there's nothing wrong with that. I think, you know, because well, it gives you uh, perspective. What's that? It gives you perspective. It does. Yeah. True. Right. Like yeah, true. I find that my, that my wife tends to give me her perception and my mm. friends tend to create perspective perspective yeah right and we talked about that earlier perception versus perspective my wife tends to lean towards how she feels about a situation and give me quote-unquote advice whereas my friends bust my balls and give me the reality of the situation yeah and sometimes sometimes i'm guilty of doing that to my wife and that's when i get reamed out you know what i mean like there's that fine line of and men are just wired differently i think you know um where for whatever reason we just were more logical with a lot of stuff and women are just more emotional and there's nothing wrong with that and sometimes it's the reverse and there's nothing wrong with that either to where men are more emotional women more logical but i feel like me personally just in my relationship that is one of my biggest downfalls i feel sometimes if she has something going on in her life i'm not so quick to be emotional i'm more quick to be like logical and practical and i'm like yeah, it's you could be upset about that for a little bit, but now we have to kind of do this. You know what I mean? And I, I think I, I need to get better at that. I think. I think you're mostly right. Hmm. I think we're just emotional about different things. True. Yeah, better way of saying that. I, th- yeah. I think I think both are equally as emotional. Yeah. But I think things that me- I think if you think about the times that you're angry, mm-hmm. and what you're most angry about, and yeah. then realize that okay, I'm only angry because I'm hurt. Why am I hurt by this situation? I guarantee you, your wife looks at that situation extremely logically. Mm. I guarantee you, she looks at that situation and goes, this is really simple to figure out. You just yeah. do this. Yeah. And it for you, she gets emotional about something that you're super logical about. And you mm. go, this is really super simple to figure out. You just do this. Yeah, We're just emotional about different things. So I don't think that one sex is more emotional than the other or more logical than the other. I just think it's typically different things that they're emotional about. Or maybe and it's I think the, that the spouse that we choose, right? Like, well, yeah. I think when you find like a good spouse or I don't want to say the perfect spouse, but the great match for you, sometimes they say opposites attract. 
you know, that, that, yeah. that could be it, right? Because they're emotional when you need them to, they're logical when you need them to, and then it's the reverse. I've been Correct. in those, I've been in those relationships like we all have where we're both like too logical or we're both too emotional and yep. we don't counteract that yin and yang. And I think that's yeah. a, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Imagine if you were both emotional about the same shit all the time. Ugh, oh my man. God, it would be exhausting. Like the Kardashians. Like you need... <laughs> Like you need, you need somebody in your life that you can trust yeah. to be logical while you're being emotional. Right. So the things that make me the most emotional are not necessarily the things that are going to make my wife the most emotional mm. and vice versa. Yeah. So the things she's emotional about, I'm typically like, that doesn't make sense. Why are you upset about that? <laughs> like, that's just, like that person's an idiot. You don't even yeah. barely know them. Why are you upset about what they said about whatever they said it? Yeah. Just ignore that. And it's yeah. like, that's, yeah, just ignore it. Got it. Cool. Like, <laughs> that's just yeah. not how that works, right? When our feelings yeah. are hurt, we just can't just ignore stuff. Yeah. So, I, yeah. So, I don't think it's that. Yeah. I think my, uh, one of my favorite phrases, not my wife's favorite phrase by any means, but one of my favorite phrases is that. I'm like, babe, just ignore it. And she fucking hates it. <laughs> it's like, it's the, it's one of the worst things. It's up there with like, be calm. Uh -huh. Like if you ever try to tell your wife calm down, uh, you never yeah, yeah, yeah. you never say that by the way. But it's it's up there with that. It's pretty close. Where I'm just like, just ignore it, babe. Like something goes down, I'm just, who cares? Let's just ignore, it. forget about it. It is. Yeah. Women and some men, but at least my wife, I could speak for her. She does not ignore things. She holds. So now chips imagine. And, so now imagine your most frustrated moment in life because I know you've had one. Yes. And your wife just walks up to you and goes, "Babe, just ignore it." Ah, uh, true. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't handle that well, would I you? I would fucking not handle it. Yeah, that right, true. and that's the point. Yeah. yeah, It's not that they're more or less emotional than us. It's just it's about different shit. Each person yeah. is emotional about what they decide to be emotional about. Yeah. And so we it typically it, we handle it pretty similarly. I mean, there might almost identical. Yeah, aside from maybe we, influx in voices. I mean, but it's relatively yeah. similar. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, like well, boy might put a fist through a wall. A girl might not but it's just right. that concept of like it's i don't think one sex is more emotional than the other i just have yeah. never believed that and i've always like my dad is a blue collar plumber right and my mom's right. a therapist okay. my dad like they, they both wade through shit right my dad sure. wade through literal shit my mom waded <laughs> through people's emotional shit right and here i am in the middle going oh this is your shit and this is how you deal with it right so yeah it's just interesting to me when men are like, oh, women, they're so emotional. And then I would go to work with my dad and we would end up at a plumbing supply store talking for an hour and a half with him just talking to the guy about the counter about absolute nonsensical life shit. <laughs> and it was like, dude, I thought we were working today. Like, I thought, yeah. like, why are we still here doing this thing? Right. So it's men talk just as much and as long as women do. Like, look at us. We're on a podcast. I don't know how long we've been fucking doing this. And I don't care. I'll talk to you. <laughs> like, I'll talk to you for hours. Yeah. I actually am enjoying talking to you. But the idea of like, oh, men and women are so different. They're not that fucking different. No. They're just not. It's just we, we are trained by society to look at them in yeah. specific ways. And then we get caught up in that specific way and go, well, I think this about women. And you're like, well, there's exceptions to every rule, <laughs> right? Like they, they, there just yeah. is. So yeah. every hard set rule, there's an exception. Yeah. But in general, to be like, oh, yeah, men are more are less emotional than women. This is not true. I watch men be emotional. I'm emotional all the time, yeah. like constantly. 
and I have to fight through it. Yeah, and I feel like, uh, I mean, as we spend more time with our spouse and uh, we become, you know, more like them, right? We adopt certain features, whether that's emotion or logic. And I mean, I've definitely become more emotional being with my wife because I've she's taught me how to be more compassionate, uh, to listen more, and, you know, so many of the things that the qualities I didn't have, and I like to think I rubbed off on her as well. So I feel like, again, we talk about yin and yang, and hopefully we find this perfect match to where we're, you know, uh, together forever, of course. But, you know, I think that's where it happens is is we, we're emotional, logical, and different things with a lot of different other characteristics and traits. But eventually we do kind of meet in that middle and we do pick apart different qualities from each other and learn different things. And I feel like that's how we grow. And relationships are no different, um, business relationships, personal relationships. But I feel like that's why, the if I could sum up this whole podcast, it's all about conversation and time, patience. Yeah. Because a great conversation uh, that started shit could turn into one of the best conversations you have. You know, a, a, a disagreement, you know, with a spouse could turn into a, a fantastic resolution that ended up making your relationship even stronger. So it's through time and patience that I think we can adopt a, a lot of practices with each other to make each other happy, you know, long term. Well, yeah, it's a, it's, it really comes down to the difference between listening and hearing. Mm. Right. Hearing yeah. is noise. Listening is comprehension. Mm. So if I can listen and comprehend what's going on with you, I'm going to be more likely to be empathetic to what's going on. Right. right. So it's I just live I live my life by a very strict set of black and white scenarios. And a mm. lot of people give me shit about it because they're like, oh, there's a lot of gray. And I'm like, oh, I'm not denying the gray. It's just yeah. easier for me to live in the black and white. It's the way my right. brain works. And your brain may not work that way. You might get yourself stuck in the gray, and that's okay. But if you can figure out a way to get into the black and white of of life, it's going to be easier for you to navigate. It's going to be easier for you to understand that most situations actually aren't in the gray. There's a black and white version of each, right? It's, it's very much a hard line of this is where this person stands and this is where this person stands. And right. If you can figure out which one works best for you, you don't have to live in the gray. You can just accept that your version is your version and it's working for you. And if you want my advice or my opinion on it, great, I'll, I'll be happy to give it to you. But if you don't want it, that's also great and okay, as long as it's working for you. Yeah. If you're not damaging me or my people that I love, we're good. We're good I yeah. can only affect what I can reach. If I can't reach you, then it's not going to affect you. And it's the same with all your negativity or all your, your bad shit that you're throwing out into the world. Like if I can't reach you, I can't affect you. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just, it's an interesting dynamic in the world when you start trying to convince everybody that they're wrong and you're right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't want anybody <laughs> to ever look at themselves and be like, Oh, I'm wrong because this guy said I was wrong. It's not about that. I'm giving you something that works for me. If it doesn't work for you, then that's okay. Yeah. But I know it works because it, I, I work it, right? right? Like it's really hard to argue with some of the points that I make when you break them down and be like, oh, what's the most important thing in a healthy relationship? The other person. Yeah. No, it's trust. Well, if the other person wants you to trust them all the time, then yeah, that's really important to them. That makes it the other person. Yeah. Right? It, it just, because if you walk into every relationship thinking that trust or communication is the only thing that matters, your that relationship is going to be really hard. What about everything because, else? Yeah. Yeah, because what about everything else? What about all the other stuff that that somebody needs from you at that time? 
Yeah. It 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 gets really it gets really fucking hard to wade through all the gray. So if yeah. you can make it black and white, if you can really have hard definitions of things. I mean, that's why right. they have different words. People are like, "Oh, well that's just a synonym of this word." It's like, mm, but it's still a different word." Yeah. Like there's a reason why it's different. Yeah. It's not the same. Otherwise they wouldn't have made the other word. Yeah. Like that's why the other word's there. And and leave it to us to make a word like a synonym. The yeah. the fact that we created a synonym complicated things right. even more. <laughs> like yeah. if well, we just kept it black and white and kept words separate, <laughs> then right. it wouldn't be so complex. Yeah. And if you can figure out how to do that in your relationships, whether they're professional or they're they're personal, mm. you have to be on the same page with your partner with it. You have to sure. look at them and say, like, when somebody matters to me, I look at them and say, wait, what does that word mean to you? Like, you keep using that word. What does it mean to you? Because mm. I don't think it means it's like that fucking, you ever see the Princess Bride? Oh, yeah. That word, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> right? What do you yeah. think? <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Inconceivable. I don't think that word means what you think it means. Right. <laughs> right? It's that yeah. same concept. When I'm in a conversation with somebody that matters to me and they keep using a word over and over again and it hurts my feelings, eventually mm. I either have to accept that that's their word that they're going to use that way and I have to stop being hurt by it if I want to keep the relationship or I have to look at them and go, you keep using that word. I need to know what it means to you. And then if they tell me what it means and it means what I think it means and it's hurting me, I get to go, that hurts my feelings. I'd rather you didn't do that. And right. if they say, fuck you too bad, I go, oh, I have to reevaluate this relationship. That's right. But if it yeah. means something completely different to them than what I thought it meant because they're basing it on their perception of the word about their lived experience through that word, mm -hmm. then now I can go, oh. Yeah, that's not what that word means. Yeah. Okay, if you're going to keep using it, I'm going to understand that that's your definition of it, and we're going to I'm going to be okay with it in myself because right. you keep using it. Like, so I have to change my trauma, my childhood experience that made that word make me feel that way, mm -hmm. so I can be in this relationship with you based on the way you use the word. Yeah. Or we can agree to use the word the way it was intended to be used by the definition. Yeah. Or any of those are to, or agree not to talk to each other. Right. Yeah. which are all resolutions, right? There's yeah. no compromise in any of that. Mm -hmm. All of that becomes resolution, right? That's all right. of that becomes solving a problem. But the longer that I just eat it and push it down and deal with the gray area of like, well, some things don't mean what they mean and I don't actually fully understand what's going on, then I'm the one that's fucked. I'm the yeah. one that's going to have resentment. Yeah. I'm the one that's going to be like, you don't give a shit about my feelings. I yeah. told you that hurts my feelings, but you keep saying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and your response to it is I don't I told you that's not what it means to me. Yeah. And then next thing you know, time goes on and on and we become committed to these ideas and you know, eventually gets to the point to where whether it's a word or an idea or a a, a a opinion that you had, whether it's right or wrong, you eventually go through your entire life just being surrounded by this stuff and embedded in this that it doesn't you can't change. Eventually we get to the point to where now you're 40, 50 years old and you can't be changed. And uh, that's not a good place to be either, you know, where you, you don't want to resolve problems. And that's one thing that I think we're talking about here a lot, which is, again, whether it's a conflict or not, it's just it's that patience and that having that conversation because that is important. I mean, what you're talking about is very logical and makes a ton of sense. But to a lot of people, it's like, ugh, Danny, that's a lot of work. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. But, you know, if you don't care about the person, you don't have to put in any work. But if it's someone you care about, whether it's a friend or a loved one, it's important to put in the work because it's going to make things a lot better and it's going to make that relationship stronger. But Well, if you think yeah. about a relationship, right, all relationships are work. It's sure. just at the beginning of them, you enjoy the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you enjoy the work that it takes to be in that relationship at the beginning. You enjoy holding hands. You enjoy showing up with flowers. You enjoy talking all hours of the night. You enjoy having a follow-up text. You enjoy holding each other. You enjoy cuddling each other. You enjoy you enjoy all of these things that are actually work. You just enjoy the work. And then eventually you get tired of doing all the work because you have other shit that goes on and you feel comfortable and safe in that relationship to a point where you're like, fuck the work. I don't need to do that work anymore. But if you look at you're having a baby, the amount of work that's going to go into that baby in the first four to five years is insane. And as a parent, if you're good at it, you're going to love that work. But when they're five and they go off to school, that's why it's so hard in that moment because they are the ones in that relationship that start to separate themselves from you. You're holding them. You're cuddling them, you're loving them, you're kissing them, you're teaching them to talk, you're teaching them to laugh, you're teaching them to play, you're engaging with them, you're teaching your morals, you're teaching your values, they're running up to you and hugging you, they're running up to you and loving you, they cry when you're not around, they stop crying when you hold them. There's all this work that goes into this person, and then when they're four, they go, fuck you, dad, I'm out of here, see ya. (laughs) And they run and they go play with your friends, and you're like, bro, what are we doing? Yeah. Right? True. They're the ones that start separating. So then you have to force the work onto them so they can become a good person so that they can learn that, hey, you have to respect me. Hey, you have to remember that I love you. So you have to love me back. We have to do these things together because if you don't, then you're raising a person that's not going to function as effectively in the world. That's right. Yeah. Right. They're going to forget. So all relationships are work. We just love doing the work at the beginning. It's new. It's exciting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's one of those things where I tell people don't give, I don't give flowers to apologize. Never. Yeah. I do not give gifts to apologize. I refuse to. Because that's, if I'm going to give you flowers, it's going to be for no reason. Right. Because they should make you feel good. Yeah. I don't want to taint flowers for the person I love. I want them to be something that's exciting for them to get and they got them because I love them and they know that. Right. Yeah. Positive affirmation. It's huge. You know, especially, I mean, you kind of related. It sounds kind of shitty, but I related to like when you're training a puppy, you know, yeah, you got to kind of. It's not shitty. Yeah. I say it I all mean, the time. <laughs> all right. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, you got to treat a relationship kind of the sim- similar way as, you know, if they piss in the, uh, if they piss on the carpet, you're not going to give them a treat. Right. You know, you're going to give them a treat when they do something good because they want to. You want them to associate that good behavior with a treat, not the opposite. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to tame them. And I'm the same way. I, my wife can't stand flowers anyway, but it's so funny when it's just random and she doesn't expect it. And it's like a Tuesday at like 2.30 PM and I'll just kind of show up with a bouquet. She loves it. It's the greatest thing in the world yeah. to her. You know, it's the, it's the, she, she likes the surprise of that versus like, if I was to say, I'm sorry with flowers or a gift or something like that. She would be tainted by that right. and tainted by those gifts and that flowers. So, yeah, it's a great point. And I think a lot of people need to follow that practice with not just flowers, but 
just in general with relationships of really just taking your time and understanding what's going to trigger certain things and those affirmations that are going to be long term because that's one thing I realized in this relationship I'm 37 now but like a lot of us we just ruined a lot of time in relationships but I you know I learned so much in those relationships whether it was negative or positive and now I I put those into this relationship and I feel like our marriage is, is way stronger so you know the bullshit that I went through and all the bad things that I did and um, all the mistakes that I made, um, I'm not making them now. And I'm going to continue to make mistakes, and I'm going to learn from those and, and get better at it. But that is that is one thing I learned a lot of is not associating, you know, bad behavior with good things. Yeah. Trying to be conscious of it anyway. Well, it's, I mean, but, it's just important. Like, and I yeah. use the dog analogy with children all the time. I tell yeah. people all the time, like, if I meet your dog, the way your dog behaves is the way your kid's going to behave. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just that's just real. Yeah. Like I love dogs. I'm a huge, we have four dogs. They're all rescue dogs. We love yeah. them. But my wife gets mad at me because I think that dogs and children are there to play and be loved. Yeah. They need boundaries. They need like rules, but they don't need a job. Like she wanted, like we have a shepherd that she wanted to train to be like a rescue shepherd. And I was like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. I was like, that's constant work. Like you have to, like, if you want to train your kid to be a, a supreme athlete, it's every day. It's all day. It's, you're Correct. deciding what the purpose of that child is. Yeah. And if you decide what the purpose of your dog is, then you have to stay on that dog constantly to have that particular source of of their reality. Of yeah. like, okay, this dog is going to be a security dog, and I'm going to teach it how to be a bite dog, and I'm going to bite train it. Then you have to stay on it all the time because it could yeah. just go rogue and bite somebody. Yeah. So every day, all day, you have to be there with that dog, paying attention, deciding what it's going to be. Whereas for me, I'm like, nah, man, it needs to, like it's gonna do what it loves to do, and it's gonna have boundaries in the in that situation. That's right, right? Let I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna, like, let it be a dog. Let yeah. it love its life. Let it, you know, run and play and live its best life. And it's gonna cuddle me, and it's gonna love me, and it's gonna, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make boundaries for it. I'm gonna say what's acceptable and not acceptable. And yeah. I do the same thing with my kid. With my kid, I go, okay, I'm gonna love her and I'm gonna appreciate her and I'm gonna have her have fun. But that doesn't mean I don't have boundaries for her doesn't mean she doesn't have rules it just means that i'm not deciding that she's going to be a, a softball player right. for her entire existence yeah. she chooses softball i'm going to hold her accountable for the work it takes to be part of that team yeah right yeah, you're not you're like, not training her to be in a nazi regime she doesn't have to salute right. you every time and yeah just let right. her live her life yeah yeah just live yeah. like let her become who she's going to become that's right with the boundaries and the morals and values that I decided were important. Same yeah. concept with my dog. Like it's, yeah. and people get mad at me all the time. They're like, oh, it's a terrible thing to, to compare your kid to a dog. Why? I love my dog just as much as I love my kid. Mm. They're, they're yeah. like, I, they're like, they're both part of the family. Yeah. They're both part of the family. I love them. Like, obviously, I'm going to do more for my kid than I would do for my dog. And if I had to choose between my dog and my kid, it's a no fucking brainer. Like, let's yeah. not be crazy. It's obviously so the dog. The dog. Right? Yeah, it's obviously the dog, but it's <laughs> we're we're both in a lot of trouble for that clip right for there. For sure, yeah. I might clip that one and send it directly to the wife. Yeah, yeah, she's um, gonna love that. Yeah, she's like, "See, I'm not the only one, honey. This guy yeah. here, I just met him, and he's an idiot." Yeah, thank um, you for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. But yeah, it's just it's the idea of you. You just have to raise kids to be functioning adults that's your yeah. job 
Yeah. Your job isn't to be their friend. Your job isn't to be their buddy. Your job isn't like your job is just to make sure that they can survive on their own because if they can't, then you failed. Yeah. That that's the job. Right. And at the end of the day, I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do anyway. You know, I'm fuck. I'm, yeah. I'm speaking from fucking experience when my dad, uh, in particular, just, I think instilled every single great piece of advice in my twenties, uh, especially after the divorce and he got remarried and I'm, there was a resentment and whatever. And I was just being a kid. Right. And he would give me all the advice in the world to make me successful. And I listened to fuck all of it. I didn't do any of it. And then 10 years later, I finally got my shit together and figured everything out. And again, he was doing all the right things. Once you get a certain age, they're just going to do what they're going to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. You just got to do the best. And I think that goes with any relationship, not just kids or dogs or spouses, but you just got to do the best you can as a human. You got to do the best things and try to be a good human yourself. Maybe do some charity work. Maybe be kind to a stranger. Give someone a hug if it's not sexual harassment and they need it, even if you don't know them very well. Like, you just got to do whatever you can to be the best human you can. Expect others to do the same. Treat your friends and family and loved ones with kindness and, and compassion and empathy. But we're all going to do what we're going to do. We're all going to make mistakes and shit happens. And that's why yeah. just going back to, like, erasing history that's crazy, man, because I'm so happy that I was rebellious in my 20s, and I'm so happy I was a prick to my father because I feel like our relationship is even stronger now because, you know, he looks at me, and he never said, still to the day, I'm 37, and he never said, I told you, I told you so, you know, that he threw it in my face back then, but now that I'm successful, he never said you should listen to me 10 years ago. Never says that because he knows that I fucked up, and I know I fucked up, and I learned from those mistakes and now it's made me stronger and more secure and more confident and i think that's important we just got to kind of let the chips fall where they may sometimes you know well there's no benefit in it there's no benefit right. in saying i told you so yeah there's like there's no it's like i get shit people act like i don't have consequences for my kid or mm. punish my kid you, you choose a word right you choose yeah. a word that means what you want it to mean for yourself but the reality is when you punish somebody, you're you're penalizing them for a behavior, and it mm. makes them feel bad, and it makes them upset, and it makes them feel like they don't know why it's happening sometimes. Whereas a consequence is something that occurs directly related to the action that you did. So if the if it directly affects you based on the actions of how you behaved, then it's a consequence. But if I make some shit up and I you if you lied to me and I take your TV away, they don't correlate. They're mm. not the same thing. They don't match. So it doesn't make any sense. If you lied to me, that means I can't trust you. So now what do I equate to trust? Can you go places by yourself? Can you can I trust you to go do that thing? No, now you have to do that thing with me. And if I don't want to do it, then you don't get to do it. Right? Mm. That's how we create consequences that are based on the action and the behavior that you had. If I'm just making up random punishments that don't have anything to do with what you did, then you're not learning an actual lesson. You're just feeling bad for the shit that you did, and you have no reason or no understanding as to why you feel bad. Yeah. It's, that's insane. True. So it, point, it yeah. And one of the things that everybody's on this kick that for the last, probably this last decade, right, and Gary Vee's a big one that talks about it, is lead with kindness, lead with kindness, lead with kindness. I say fuck that. I say lead with love. 
because sometimes love doesn't look kind. Mm. Sometimes love is hard. Sometimes love is setting a boundary and saying this is unacceptable, right? Sometimes love is saying you can't be in my life if that's how you're going to behave, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm leading yeah. with love, sometimes it's not what other people would see as kindness, right? Yeah. I'm not going to sacrifice myself for your benefit. That's kindness, That's right? right? So That's I'm not right. going to do that. I'm going to lead with love. And if you look at the people that are the most successful on the internet and their social media and their shows and their personalities, they lead with love. Whether you agree with them or disagree with them, they're leading from a place of love. Love or hate Ben Shapiro, love or hate Jordan (laughs) Peterson, love or hate Joe Rogan, love or hate the Kardashians, they love where they're coming from. They love what they're doing. And when they say shit, they're saying it because they believe it and they love whoever they're talking to, and they want them to believe it too. Yeah. So when you lead with love, that's when you start to win. When you lead with kindness, you start to get exhausted mm. because you feel like you're not doing enough. Yeah. Because or you're, kindness, or you're giving too much, right? Right. Yeah. And people feel like kindness is this this wave of like, oh, we just have to be kind to everybody. No, we don't have to be fucking kind to everybody. Yeah. You have to love people. You have to love what you're doing. And yes, kindness is a great thing. I'm not shitting on kindness as a whole. Of course. But if you're not leading with that love first, I didn't meet you coming into this going, oh, man, I hope I don't fucking hate this kid. <laughs> I, I came into this going, man, I, I'm gonna, I, I hope I love this guy. I hope yeah. I love everything about this guy. I hope this is going to be a fun conversation, and I love talking to him. Yeah. And I'm going to come from a place where I'm going to assume he invited me to talk to him because he found something that he loved about me that he wanted to talk about. Right? Sure. So. For me, that's way different than kindness. And it's just True. so much more valuable in our relationships. Yeah. Right? It comes back to like treating people the way they want to be treated. Sometimes it's not about kindness. Sometimes it's just about love. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a great way of looking at it too. And for people that are like, no, no, kindness is the way. Well, if you love something, set it free, right? Yeah. I mean, that's not kind when you set something, right? When you set someone free. But you love that person, so if you love them, set them free. And that alone should answer your question that leading with love is the most important because sometimes it's best, you know, to do that. Sometimes love is anger. Sometimes love is hard and not fair and it's beautiful. And sometimes it is a lot of other yeah. things. But, yeah, I, I, I love that, <laughs> pun intended, um, that it's, uh, yeah, leading with love is huge for sure. Yeah, because, like, especially when you become a new dad, right? Yeah. It's not going to be fun for you to set boundaries for your kids sometimes. Like they're going right. to be upset. Yeah. Like they're going to be, you know, they're going to be sad and they're going to be hurt and they're going to be angry and they're going to, they're not going to like every scenario. Yeah. But if you're a good parent, you're giving them those boundaries because you love them. Yeah. Sure. So if you're sitting there trying to be like, oh, I have to be kind to my kid all the time. Oh, I have to be kind and generous to my kid all the time. You're going to fucking struggle, bro. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be tough. Well, this is where like, we're at now, right? The, we talked about it. Over an hour ago, we're at an hour and thirty. I can't believe that. Are Time's we? fine. Yeah, yeah. I could talk to you for another couple hours for sure. Um, but you know, whatever you want to do, bro. <laughs> if I didn't have this damn OBGYN appointment, um, no. But we uh, we talked about it earlier to where you know what where does this stem from, right? Where are we come from, and I think what you what you alluded to just now is is very impactful to where we don't lead with love. Sometimes we do lead with kindness, and we want to make other people happy around us for not a good reason. And that's made us soft. And now we're in a situation where 
you know, there's various topics that we could talk about perhaps on another podcast to where we have made things and people soft and it's affecting our children and relationships around us and not a positive way uh, because maybe we are leading with kindness versus love. So, well, it's that. Here we go. Let's fucking break the internet. You have a bigger <laughs> following than me. You'll be in more in trouble than I will be. <laughs> it's boy. kind to let people define themselves however they want to define themselves. Yeah. It's loving to help them understand why they define themselves that way. Mm. Do I need yeah. to repeat myself? Because I will. It's but kind to let saying. yeah. It's kind to let people say I identify as X, Y, or Z. Right. Cool. Good for you. I don't know you. That's how you want to be. Do it. Yeah. It's loving to go, really? Why? Why do you define yourself that way? Mm -hmm. Where do you see a benefit in that for you? How That's is right. that going to help you improve your life? Yeah. That's, That's love. Right. Kindness is saying, wow, that's great. Good for you. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad you found that. Love is going, really? Why? I'd like to understand that. Yeah. Are you sure that's yeah. the best choice? Are you sure you yeah. want to tell everybody that you're a red fox? <laughs> Are you sure that's what you want to do? Because I don't know that that's going to work out the way you think it's going to work out with the majority of people. Let's yeah. have a conversation about that. Yeah. That's love. And love Hell is yeah. hard. Hell yeah. No, no, right? man, for real, dude. That's Preach. not that's yeah. not transphobic. That's not that's not hating people because they want to be called whatever they want to be called. That's me loving you and wanting to understand why you want to be called it. Yeah, I we came from a world in my generation, your generation, mm -hmm. where we didn't introduce ourselves based on pronouns. We introduced ourselves based on names. Yep. Right. And if yeah. your name was Jamie, we knew that was a unisex name. We knew that you could be boy or girl with that name. So we would get an email or we'd get a phone call and we'd go, oh, I wonder if that's a boy or a girl. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That did, there was no descriptor in there for me to really get an idea. So when I meet them, I guess I'll find out. Yeah. But if you tell me your name is Mike and you show up and you're a girl, I go, oh, that's an interesting name. Why is your name Mike? Yeah. And you, and you tell me that story. Mm -hmm. Never once did I need to know what you identified as. Never once did I. And that's not me being phobic of anything. I'm not yeah. scared of you. Yeah. I, I just want to understand you. And you should want me to understand you. Yeah. But if we're just going to be leading with kindness and letting people define everything the way that they want to define it and say whatever the fuck they want to say, that's not that's not love. That's yeah. kindness. And then now we're getting into are we being nice or kind? Mm. Right. Yeah. Seems like we're just being nice to people because there's a bunch of people that disagree with whatever you're doing, but they're just placating you, which is nice. Kindness yep. is actually genuinely doing something heartfelt and you're taking something from yourself and giving it to somebody else. Yeah. Love is setting a boundary and saying, hey, I love you. I want to understand you. Yeah. Right. So when I lead with love, I want to understand. So if you come on and come to me and say, this is how I identify and I care about you. I go, really? Why? Explain that to me. I want to get it. Yep. It's not because I'm being rude. It's not because I'm scared of you doing it. Yeah. It's because I want what's best for you. And the majority, the majority <laughs> is where we have to sometimes live in. Right. That's yeah. that black and white versus gray area. You're sure. trying to take the gray area and make it black and white. That's not how it works. No. The black and white is boy and girl. The gray is all the other stuff in the middle that you want to define yourself as. Yeah. And I'm okay with you living in the gray. If that's your black and white, cool, go for it. I have no fucking problem with it. But don't change Just, the black and white. But don't change the black and white. Yeah. But don't like don't try and take like you trying to take something from other people 
because you want it to be a different way, that's not okay with me. Yeah. It's just not like, it's just, that's yeah. just not how the well, world should work. Yeah. I mean, you're right too. I agree with all points because you know, it's, it's almost like if you're having a conversation with me right now, whether we're face to face or on this podcast and you start being an asshole, my definition of an asshole is different than maybe your definition of an asshole. Right. So I'm not going to tell you don't be an asshole because your definition is going to be different. So the fact that we have everybody else trying to tell us what certain words are, male, female, all these different pronouns, that to me is where it gets a little squirrely for a lot of reasons. And the big reason I mm -hmm. think is because now you're telling me what I have to do to make you happy. Right. Which is a very interesting concept because we've never done that before where it was so like okay to do in mass media and we think that this is the new thing and we're changing laws and like all these people which are male or female depending on who you are but either way you're male or female prior to this whole movement of uh pronouns and and what you identify as i didn't care like you mentioned earlier like the name didn't jamie care. that that was just a, that's a fantastic analogy because even if you were transgender when you showed up i don't care like it's all good man you're still jamie you're still yeah. a, a boy or a girl and my life is not going to be any different. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But now you're shoving this down our throats and you're telling us that it does matter and it doesn't. And in so facto, you're actually doing something quite like absolutely mind-blowing that not a lot of people talk about. I talk a lot about it on on this podcast uh, because I have some friends that uh, know people that are transgender and I've had conversations. They won't come on the show because I've been very curious to have this uh conversation publicly um because it's really affecting women yeah like you know and i i use the word loosely but real women like biologically you're a woman and you continue to be a woman and the greatest example is caitlin jenner she mm -hmm. you know and Chappelle has a great bit about this to where it, <laughs> the first year she was a woman she, she woman became of woman of the year yeah and she never had a period yeah <laughs> Like that to me, and still has all of her male privates. Yeah. That to me is like the epitome of pissing on everything that women stand for and everything that women are. Now, my my uh, my wife and myself, we've had some issues getting pregnant, and even though we're both, everything's fine on both ends. Just for whatever reason, it's just not happening. It happens to a lot of women. It happens to millions of women a year yeah. where they can't. So constantly, yeah. And you know, I don't I don't want to define a woman as giving birth and creating human, but I think it's important, the distinction that we are different biologically and also what we are right now, man and women, to where when you take that away, when you say that I, Tony, can just be a woman, that takes away my wife and her ability to not only be able to conceive and to, to have a child, but also everything that she goes through as a woman, you know, uh, her period and the pain that she goes through and um, just everything that a woman goes through. Same thing with the man. You know, you don't want to take that away. But women, I think, are getting more hurt by this because there's never going to be, I don't think, where, for example, if a woman decides to be a man and wants to go into the NBA and go up against LeBron James, she's going to lose. It'll never, it's never going to be an issue. Yeah, she's going to lose. No one's going to care you know, about that. In fact, you know LeBron will... <laughs> go ahead. You know what's ironic... Yeah. yeah. What's ironic is it's more women have to compromise. That's right. Yeah. That's what, 
Yeah. They have to give up more so men can have what they want. Correct. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's all it is. Like that's literally all this is. This is a bunch of men that were born as men. Yeah. Wanting women to compromise and allow them to have what they have fought for for years. And I don't have a problem with you playing sports. Just create a trans league. Correct. There, there's no problem with you being in sports with people that are physically the same, yeah. have the physical same abilities that you have. And yes, there are fucking outliers. There are women out there that are absolute fucking savages in sports and could keep up with any man, no question. But they're outliers. That's right. They're exceptions to the rule, yeah. the whole, right? We talk about everybody's in the whole in the group of things. I don't have a problem with you identifying as what you want to identify. Yeah. That's not what I have an issue with. What I have an issue with is you wanting me to compromise for you to have extra shit. Mm-hmm. You can have the yeah. same shit, but yeah. you can't have extra shit. Yeah. That's not fair. And you don't get to you don't get to play the sympathy card and say, "Oh, poor me, I was born this way. I didn't choose it. I should get more." That's right. not how that works. Yeah. You don't get more. You get And it's oh, Go ahead. You just don't yeah. get it. Like, yeah. like if you're born with a disability, we don't tell that person that they have to suffer in that disability. We do our best to get them to equal, right? right? If you're if you're a quadriplegic or a paraplegic, we give you tools to help you be mobile and communicate and interact to the to the best equal that we can get you to. Yeah. Right. If you're born with some sort of mental illness or 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 Down syndrome or some sort of other yeah. impairment that call it whatever word you want. I don't want anybody being upset that we're talking about this topic, but yeah. this is this is a real topic. This oh, is yeah. a real thing that I'm not a I'm not affected by it. Right. I personally am not affected by it. But if a if there's a boy that's 18 years old that decides he want it, that that decides he wants to share that he's in the wrong body and he wants to tell people that hey, I think that I'm I'm not supposed to be in this body. I think that I I know that this for me, I'm a woman. I I think I'm in the wrong body. I think that these are the things that are going on with me. I want to be a woman. Okay, great. That doesn't mean you get to join the softball team. Right. And quite frankly, if you're born in the wrong fucking body, you have more things to deal with than being on the fucking swim team. Right. Yeah. And that's not because I think that you're wrong or you're broken. That means because if I was like, if I'm hurt, if I go through something that's traumatic, mm-hmm. like just the smallest thing of trauma, it's got to be fucking hell to be living in the wrong body with the wrong parts. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine it's fucking hell and exhausting. Yeah. The last thing you need to worry about is the fucking swim team. Or the mm-hmm. fucking softball team or basketball or whatever other yeah. fucking sport there is. You have a lot of other shit to go through. Yeah. You have a lot of other shit to wade through. That's like that shouldn't even be on your fucking list right now. Yeah. And, you know, by the way, uh, everything you're you're mentioning is, uh, again, is logical. And a lot of people out there are thinking, well, you know, uh, but this, but that. And there's a lot of buts in this argument that I've I've of had course. numerous times. But it's so interesting that... This is not like transgenders needing to vote. No. This is not they need to be equal and uh, as a human because we all think that, just like everyone else in the LBGTQ yeah. community. The, 
the, what what's so interesting and what's so exciting about the gay community as a whole is once they got the right to vote, which should have never been an issue anyway, or excuse me, not right to vote, right to be married, which should have never been an issue anyway. Once they got that right, that was it. There was no hubbub. There was no other issues because they're just humans. They're right. humans. But when you're trying to shove this transgender issue down everyone's throat, the problem is you're making it a bigger issue than what it is, which is live in your own body. If you're uncomfortable in the body you're in, do whatever you want. It's, it's your body. Have at it. But do not change everyone else's world because you're not un- or you're not comfortable with that body. You know, that's, I think, the problem that we're living in is they think that they're not looked as equals, but they are because they've been walking around for decades and no one cared. Um, not that we don't care about humans, but we just don't care about what you decide to do with your life unless it affects our life. And then when you start dipping into like the sports, which is where it gets really squirrely or the bathroom situation, which I think has been rectified a little bit, but it's still kind of funky that we're allowing certain things uh, especially as a, a father with a uh, a baby girl on the way, it terrifies me a little bit because I'm sure like you as a father as well, what terrifies me the most is I know men and I know white men in particular because I am one and we are privileged at some times and we're assholes and we're gross and uh, we're irresponsible a lot and I don't want to be in a situation where me as a white male could walk up to any woman's bathroom and say, I identify as a woman. And there's no law preventing that because we're getting so far on the opposite side where the pendulum is going to break eventually before it fixes itself. And I think we're going to start to realize this because now there's more and more issues of, uh, you know, women or girls in particular transitioning into men. And then years down the road, they're changing their minds because it was the worst decision ever. And that to me is very interesting. And uh, very unfortunate, but this is what this is what happens when you're you're leading with kindness. This is what happens when you're you're bending over backwards for a very small portion of the population for no reason except for I don't know political votes, uh, mass media. I mean I don't know what the fucking reason is, but it is terrifying uh, that this is happening in such a quick amount of time. I mean I feel like t- ten years maybe. It's just well, it's like the, the internet makes things faster. Sure. And it makes us feel like it's everywhere when it's not. Sure. Uh, yeah. It also creates people wanting to be involved in things that they shouldn't be involved in. Mm. So yeah, one of the biggest of things that I, that I, that I talked about with my daughter during, you know, her transition from middle school to high school. And even in middle school, it was, you know, some people are really actually struggling with the idea that they're in the wrong body. Mm-hmm. And they may very well be. They and I know people that are trans. I have very close people in my world that are trans, and I'm and I love them dearly. Yeah. That's not what this is about. This is about people that are not struggling, using it to take advantage of the situation to fit in somewhere because they don't feel like they fit anywhere else. And that's not fair to the people that are struggling with a very real situation. That's right. I don't think that it's fake. I don't think that you're making it up. I don't think that you you are identifying as a woman or a man because you want to and you think it's fun. Yeah. For the majority of the people that are doing it, I I just think that there are the the outliers that are doing right. that and they're taking advantage of a system. 
yeah. people are always going to take care, advantage of a system, but at what point do we go, yeah. okay, if trans is going to be a third gender, right? Yeah. Because that to me, that's the resolution. The resolution is there's male, there's female, and there's trans. Right. That to me makes logical sense. Absolutely. Now I don't. You don't have to identify as a, as a boy or a girl. You're just yeah. you're a trans person, and I'm okay with you being a trans person. I accept you for who you are and what you yeah. are, and and it doesn't matter what your what your parts are or what your physical being is. I it doesn't. I just know that that's who you are. So now we're just going to figure out some of the logistics. Right. Okay. What that means is somebody in the trans world, because somebody in the female world had to say, okay, I want to play sports, so I'm going to make a a women's league. Or some girl dad was like, well, I want my girls to play sports, so I'm going to make a league. Yeah. And so if you want to be in sports as a trans person, then you create a trans league. Yeah. And well, as far like, as, By the like, way, just like, not to interrupt you, but just like we do no, with the ahead. WNBA. Like, it's this is not a far-fetched idea. The reason why we created the WNBA is because you don't want a 130-pound woman playing against LeBron James, because that's not fair. And... You know, we we tell ourselves that we want equality, and uh, I'd love to get your opinion on this, but, you know, I think equality is important for a lot of things that I'm not mentioning right now, meaning like voting, equal pay, like all that type of stuff is very important. But put all the stuff aside, like the political aspect of it. In terms of equality, we are not equal. We have never been equal as humans. You and I are not equal. You're better at one thing than I am and vice versa. LeBron James is a male, as am I. He is better at basketball than I am. Fact? Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah. is he more of a male than me? I don't know how the, to equate that. Nor I. <laughs> but we're, we're trying to put everybody in the same box of, no, we're all equal. We're all this. So transgender, uh, a woman that was a man for 30 years of her life is now a woman. She's allowed to fight in the woman UFC. Right? Well, I think she this is... I think this is where we get into words, mm. right? And we have to figure out what people are defining as equal. Right. Right? Yeah. And I think that word becomes very subjective very quickly. Of course. Yeah. Equality. And my mother has a saying that I use still today that she always said it is, fair is not equal, equal is not fair. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Right? That makes sense, and the yeah. reality is, is that just because you think it's equal doesn't mean it's fair. And just because you think it's fair doesn't mean it's going to be equal. Mm. So you have to figure out on your own personal level what you want. And I don't think when people are having these conversations the way that we're having them, our intention is to tell anybody that they're wrong or that they can't do what they're doing. Of course. Yeah. What we're trying to do is have a voice in the conversation. And I'm only having a voice in the conversation from a parent's perspective. Right. As an adult male, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. yeah. I'm in no danger of losing anything. I yeah. don't care. If anything, as we're a, gaining more, by the way. Sure. Yeah. But as a parent of a of a child, whether it be boy or girl, yeah. I want a voice in what's going to happen because it's going to affect their life and they don't have a voice yet. Right. They don't get to vote. They don't get to decide things. They don't get to be involved in adult conversations. They don't get to say what their opinion is on things and, and be understood and heard in a way that makes any sense. Because one, they're kids and they don't comprehend shit fully yet and they're exactly. not supposed to. Yeah. So that's my job to set borders and boundaries for them. 
And one of those borders and boundaries is, is I don't want her sharing a bathroom with somebody that may want to hurt her and harm her. And that doesn't mean that there's a trans person that wants to hurt her or harm her. That means that there's a pedophile out there that's pretending that right. wants to hurt her or harm her. That's the difference. Yeah. I'm not, I don't give a shit who's in the right. bathroom with me. That does not affect me. I'm an adult. Right. It, it's not going to change my world. But if I have a nine-year-old little girl and a dude walks in to her bathroom when she's in there by herself, because as an adult, I can't go in there with her, yeah. then I have to find a family bathroom right. so she can go in by herself, or I have to have an adult woman go in with her yeah. because I'm personally not comfortable going into the women's room. And then I'm not personally comfortable bringing my daughter into the, into men's, the room. men's room. Right, exactly. Like that's yeah. just not something I'm comfortable with. I don't need her yeah. to see a bunch of dudes swinging dicks at a fucking urinal. Like that's yeah. just not what she needs to see yeah. at seven years old. Yeah. Right. So yeah. It, it's you have to navigate these things with the understanding that I'm not coming from a place of telling you you can't have what you want. Right. I'm telling you let's find a way to get you what you want that makes sense for the majority. Right. The majority. Because we have to live in a world where the majority works. That's the only way. There can yeah. be outliers. There can be people that are extraordinary, and there can be people that are less extraordinary. Yeah. Right? There can be outliers of all situations. There can be exceptions to the majority. Right. I'm not upset with the exceptions. Le LeBron James is an exception to the majority. That's right. The majority of people will never play basketball at the level of Michael Jordan and LeBron James and Kobe Bryant. Yeah. The vast majority will never play at that level. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm not asking you to not be your version of LeBron and right. live your best life. I'm asking you to understand that the majorities have to be on the same page. A thing. Yeah. Right? That's why public school is public school. They work towards the majorities and they yeah. create situations in public school for the kids that have special needs, the kids right. that have things that are outliers. They have right. them for people that are, are outliers in the positive and outliers in the negative. However you want to look at it. I know I'm yeah. going to get shit for calling it negative that you like, I couldn't fucking read. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. still barely read yeah. that. <laughs> the point isn't that the point is, is like when we look at things, they're on a scale, a sliding scale. Right. And whatever lands in the majority of that sliding scale is what we have to look at. And mm. I'm not in the majority. I know that about myself. Yeah. I'm in the majority of being a white, straight male. I right. fall in those majorities. But I do content creation for a living. I, in, I literally invented my own business model to do what I do. Nobody else does what I do the way that I do it. Yeah. So I'm an outlier in that which means I have to go convince people that it's a good idea to do what I want them to do and pay me for it. Yeah. Right. That, and that's, that's where for me, I'm not equal. worried about what you're doing and what is equal and what is fair. And yeah. it's all fucking hard. Right. It's life is hard to navigate for mm -hmm. everybody. It's, it's, e some of us do have it easier than others. And that's because some of us were loved more than others. Some of us were born in better places than others. Some people have, like, if we're going to, like, your sexuality, your skin color, your gender, all affect 
your world. Right. And some of it's positive and some of it's negative and you have to navigate that. Yeah. And I'm not taking that away from anybody. I just want to understand it. Right. And if you don't explain it to me in a way that I understand it, I'm going to continue having the conversation with people that may not understand it either until we figure it out together so we understand it. So you have options. You can either let us, straight white males, keep having dumb fucking conversations about it and make assumptions, or you can talk to us like normal human beings and say, this is what I'm doing and this is why and this is what I want and this is how I want it. Yeah. Okay, cool. You understand? Like Then we have to have a conversation to come up with a resolution that works, not a compromise, a resolution. Yeah, Something that like solves the issue. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of compromising going on and oh, not not to uh, appease the majority either, right? Because no. if you line up 100 people and have this conversation with 100 people, I think 98 of them, maybe more, uh, would agree with everything that you and I said, you know, subjectively, I'm sure. But there, there's, there's definitely a lot of, there's a lot more people I think that agree with this than what we're being told. And, you know, for whatever reason that is motivating. Um, kindness. Yeah. <laughs> kindness. Yeah. Probably. That's what Just it is. To, it's leading yeah. with kindness. And the problem yeah. with leading with kindness is love has boundaries. Yeah. Love is not unconditional. Yeah. Love has conditions. Mm. And the minute we get into this, this idea that love is unconditional and that we need to lead with kindness is when we start appeasing everybody and stop protecting the ones we love. And stop protecting you can't yeah you cannot that's why you have to work in majorities yeah there there is no and as a black and white liver there's no black and white that can solve the problem yeah these these are the 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 majority of major issues have a lot of gray which is why i'm that's why i live in a pro-choice world yeah i don't care what you're choosing as long as it as long as it enhances your life for the better I'm pro you making that choice. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That, and I don't care what that is. But I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and pretend like your choices don't affect the general. Right. They do. My choices affect the general. Having this conversation with you is affecting my world. People yeah. are going to listen to this. People are going to see it. I don't know how many viewers and listeners you have. It's more than I do. So again, you're in more trouble than I am. <laughs> yeah, but anybody that listens to it that knows me and is like, oh, I want to see what Danny talked to Tony about, yeah. they're going to hear it. And they've yeah. all heard this from me. They all know how I feel about these topics. Yeah. Because I, I don't I don't give a fuck what you think of me. I just don't. Yeah. You know, and, I only and again, give, I think I think this is this is what people really need to listen to, which is the these opinions that we both have, uh, whether they agree with someone listening or not. The point is, though, the reason we have these opinions is because we are like the spouse that is getting told to calm down. Yeah, we're getting I'm told emotional. to calm. Yeah, emotion. We're getting told to calm down, and we're not going to react very well to it. And the fact that there's a lot of laws that are changing and things that aren't really on par with what the majority believes, this is where we feel attacked a little bit. At least I do, anyway. Um, and like you, I didn't really start worrying about this until I started thinking about having a family. And then now that, you know, I do, it really worries me, especially because I talk to other um, other guys of, of mine, friends of mine that have children that have actually pulled their children out, specifically women, their girls, pull their little girls out of school, middle school and high school, just because 
of certain things that were going on that didn't make sense, certain practices being taught and certain conversations that were being had, um, not just around transgender, but just around everything that was just uncomfortable. And um, it's interesting that we allow our youth to be kind of, I don't want to say tainted, that's probably the wrong word, but we are so easily um, convinced by trends or certain things that are hot topics, and we right away use like our kids to be the test dummy. And we don't understand that 30 years from now, 50 years from now, it's going to have a huge impact on our species um, for the better or worse. You know, we don't know so yet. But what I would say to your people that are pulling their children out of school, yeah. stop being a fucking baby. <laughs> like, it's not that fucking serious. Yeah. Like, if you don't want your kid, the shit your kid hears in middle school, you don't even fucking want to know. Oh, yeah, There's but. kids getting hand jobs and fucking blow jobs and having sex in fucking middle yeah. school. And if your biggest worry is that one of the kids identifies in a way that you're fucking uncomfortable with, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You're being a fucking baby. Yeah. Like the world well, is think, yeah. the world is a hard place. The yeah. world is a place where you have to learn to fucking navigate shit. Yeah. And if you send your kid to school and they come home and they don't tell you what happened and you can't have a rational, reasonable discussion with your child, that's on you, not the fucking world. That's right. It is not that big. Like all of the stuff that we have been talking about for the last however minutes you and I have been talking about this topic yeah. is not as big as this conversation that you and I are having. Right. We are having this conversation because we're two dudes that met each other in, in this virtual world. This is the first time we've ever spoken yeah. and we want to talk about it. But yeah. the reality is there is always going to be shit that happens in the world that your kid has to learn to navigate. And if you're that fucking much of a helicopter parent that you're going to pull your kid out of the world to fucking protect them, shame on you. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. Let them go meet fucking trans kids. Let them go meet emo kids. Let them go meet fucking black kids, Asian yeah. kids, Indian kids, blue kids, brown kids, whatever the fuck they are. Like, stop whining and complaining that the, the world is going to ruin your child. Yeah. The world is not going to ruin your child if they come home and you love them. That's yeah. real. Yeah. The world is not that big of, like, it's just not that important. Keep yeah. your kids off social media. Don't let the entire world have an opinion that your kid can hear because they can't fucking comprehend it. And have a conversation with them at the goddamn dinner table about how Susie decided she's a fucking boy. <laughs> and you go, really? That's interesting. Why did Susie decide that? I don't know. She's weird. Is she weird? Or did she re like, did you ask her? Did you have yeah. a conversation with her? Did you understand it? Because we should work to understand people. We should lead with fucking love. Don't be yeah. a goddamn loser and fucking protect your kid from every fucking inconvenience in the world. Yeah. Oh my God. Like that's and, ridiculous. And by Racism the way, was a thing. Sexism's yeah. a thing. It's all a fucking thing that we have to fucking navigate. Yeah. Stop babying your children. Yeah. It's hard out there. And not only that, but I mean, what they're going to see on social media is going to be way worse than what they see in school. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the, I, 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 you know, I can't speak for all, uh, the three, four friends that I'm talking about, but I can't speak for all of them. If it was about transgender or if it was about what was being taught, I'm, I'm not sure, but I would imagine it had something to do with the culture of where it is. You know, you mentioned middle schoolers are now having sex and blowjobs and that is true. That's a real thing. I didn't, I don't know if it wasn't because I was I didn't either, looking enough, but, but I, I didn't have sex in middle school. No, um, but I know so it happens. It did, Yeah. Did it happen as much when we were in middle school? I don't think so. Maybe. Yeah, I don't remember, if I'm being honest. But I know it happens more. I know kids now are are more of assholes than they were 
you know, because there was assholes for sure when I was in middle school. But I know well, you're now, 37, right? Correct. How old? Yeah. What year was it when you were in high school? Um, I graduated in 02. So when would the when did the first smartphone come out? 2001. I think it was one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So you that were right. so you were a junior in high school when the smartphone came out. Possibly. Actually, no. I think it was just a BlackBerry and Nokia. Yeah, because the actual smartphone didn't come out till like 03. I think 04 maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So imagine if you were a 14 year old boy and you could send somebody a picture of your dick. Yeah, I would. You'd do it pretty fucking fast. I would. Without thinking sure. about it. Yeah. You'd, you'd put no consideration into that. Yeah. You'd just be like, yeah, here's my dick. Yeah. I just sent it to Susie. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Right? That, so that's it's it. It's just showing us what, it's showing us who we really are. Right. You know, that's but that's it's, the it's, difference here. Like, if we did that, we would, like, the process of getting somebody a picture of our dick when we were kids was very long process. Correct. Like, there was cameras and developments and strangers yeah. involved. Yeah. Whereas now it's a click and shoot. Like, it just, it just goes. Yeah. It, People don't change that drastically. Right. It, the things that kids are doing today are not very much different than the things that we were doing. They just have access to things that they shouldn't have access to. Right. And there's a generation of parents that allowed their kids on social media and allowed their kids to indulge in, in world views and be manipulated by the world without any sort of boundaries. They were like, That's sure, right. you can be on Instagram. Sure, you can be on TikTok. Sure, you can be on this. My daughter's allowed to be on Instagram for one hour a day. She has an account because she's in high school, and I want her to understand that it's a thing in the world. Yeah. Well, they need but to know. I don't, yeah. yeah. Right. But all of the like the idea of like, oh, the culture of school is a problem for me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Send your kid to private school if you can afford it. Right. But you bringing your kid home and homeschooling them, you're just as big a part of the problem. Yeah. We have to teach our kids to communicate with each other. We have to teach our kids to connect with each other. We have to teach our kids how to have the hard conversations about what's going on around them. We yeah. can't just take them out and be like, yeah, well, maybe the world will rectify itself by the time you're old enough to deal with it. Yeah. That's not going to help. Well, I think, you know, I, I agree with you. I do. The, where I push back a little bit on is um, what you're saying is very rational and makes a lot of sense. But not every parent feels that way. And the problem is the, the problem is most parents that you see in public school, for whatever reason, maybe they're just not good parents, maybe they're lazy, maybe they're great parents and they just had a shitty, you know, dealt to their hand. The problem is though, the where I think people think that the public school system and schools in general has become watered down or culture has fucked it up, whatever people think. I think the problem is is not necessarily that. It's the fact that if there is a transgender kid or if there is a bully at school or if there is someone that's different or weird or emo, we all dealt with that back in the day as they were just another human. But because society and media has overcomplicated every aspect of our existence, I feel like it's getting trickled down into public schools and parents don't know how to fucking deal with it or they're not intelligent enough or they don't care enough to deal with it with their kids. So now their kids are being raised like little gremlins, like assholes. They don't use those conversations. Like what you're saying makes sense to me, but I know if I picked the part 100 middle schoolers, brought them into my house and said, hey, Susie is now Mark. What do you think about that? Most of those kids are going to be assholes about it. And that's not because of the public school system. It's because the parents, when they get home, they're not teaching those kids how to deal with it. So the problem is not necessarily the public school system. I think the problem is just a lot of parents Correct. Where 
those parents are keeping those kids in public schools, which, I mean, not for nothing. There's no, I don't think there's a resolution behind this, but it'd be interesting to just take a, let's all take another break. <laughs> let's figure out a way to reset and to restructure how these parents are raising their kids and and how kids are becoming. Of course, we can't do that, but I think that's the only way it would make sense or, or we're just going to have to let this thing kind of level itself out and fix itself. But that to me as a new parent is kind of terrifying because I just don't trust anybody else. It's very similar to where I don't like driving a vehicle. It's not because I'm not I'm a bad driver. It's because I know everyone else, the majority of people are shitty drivers. That's what's terrifying to me. And uh, I just don't feel like people have the same thought process as you do. If they did, I think it, we might be in a different situation. But that, that's right. where and, I see it anyway. And I, and I, I don't think you're far off. And I think it comes down to parents need to parent, right? Mm -hmm. we, we can't count on our teachers to parent our kids. We can't count on the school board to be the parents. Like you have to have a relationship with your kids that's, that's full of trust and full of honesty and full of Less communication of yeah. and, and full of thoughtful interactions, which is why it's so imperative that we lead with love versus leading with kindness. There's nothing wrong with leading with kindness and love, but if yeah. we're only out there focusing on the kindness, we're going to let everybody have what they want and hope for the best. That just doesn't work. Yeah. That's just not a good solution to the issues that are happening. And pulling your kids out of school because you're uncomfortable with the environment, that's not the answer either because yeah. the world is the environment. Mm, that's, yeah. just, that's not just school. That's, your, mm. that's everywhere. And if you pull your school, your kid out and you homeschool them and you're like, oh, well, I'll just, do you let your kid on social media? Like if you're pulling your middle schooler out of school, are you a parent that allows your kid on Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, do they have a count on every single one of those platforms? Because if they do and you're pulling your kid out of middle school because of the culture there, you're a fucking hypocrite and a weirdo. Yeah, you're that's insane. <laughs> like, that's insane. And yeah. if you're pulling them out of school, because you want them to be safer because of the culture. That's insane also because that's the culture we're living in. Yeah. And the only way you can affect the world is based on what you can reach, yeah. which means you can only reach who's in your household, right? Mm -hmm. Realistically, it's I only yeah. can reach who's in my house, yeah. right? So whoever's kids come to my house, whoever's parents come to my house, whatever family and friends come to my house, those are the people that I can reach. And then on your podcast, you're in your house, I'm in my office. Yeah. If they come in here and they, I assume that's your house, yeah. they come in here into this space where you and I are having the conversation and they listen to it and they eavesdrop on it and they be part of it through that and they can you know, shoot their opinions off and they can comment and they can get involved. And if we decide to respond instead of post and ghost, we get yeah. in there and say, hey, we're having this real life conversation about these real life things let's have an understanding that you're not protecting your kid by pulling them out of society. You're actually making it worse and you're actually creating, for lack of a better word, you're creating some sort of bigotry in your kid because they're going to know why you pulled them out. Mm -hmm. They pulled me out of school because of X, Y, or Z. Therefore, that thing is bad. Mm. If yeah. you pull me out of school because of that, that means that's bad. And I can't be near it. And not only is it bad, it's so bad that I have to live in fear of it. Mm. It's not bad enough for me to go deal with it. It's bad enough for me to go and be scared of it. So now anytime that thing comes up, 
that you pulled me out of school for, I'm not only thinking it's bad, but I'm fucking scared of it. And if I'm living a life where I'm scared of whatever that thing is that the most valuable people in my life, my mom and my dad, who are supposed to protect me and love me, told me that that thing is so bad that you can't go near it, how are you going to behave as a 10, 11, 12-year-old person? Mm. You're going to live in fear. You're going to be so scared of that thing that now that thing is going to be the devil. It is going to be a demon. It is going to be evil. So now you're creating this, this being that has decided that this thing is so scary that now they have to live in fear for the rest of their life of that thing because you weren't good enough at your job as a parent to look at your kid and say, hey, I understand that that's what Susie's doing or hey, I understand that that's what, that's what Mark is doing. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Let's figure out why that's going on. What would you do if you were in that situation? Why don't you feel the way that Susie feels? What do you like about your body? What do you like about the person that you are? What do you like about your world? How many people look at their kids and go, how was your day today? What'd you do? <laughs> yeah. Like how many people? I know, not like a, I don't do it all the time. I struggle with it sometimes. Sure. Yeah, not a lot. How I many mean, people I, I go know, to, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, not, I know not a lot of people only because, and I think what you're saying makes sense because laterally to all, everything that we're saying instead of parent needs to parent, um, unfortunately, they're also using this, these devices. Yeah. So parents and myself, I'm going to try <laughs> my hardest, of course, is going to be very difficult. But, you know, that is the that is the problem, right? Not only do we try to protect our children from the crazy culture and all that, but we're also consuming that crazy culture. So it's very hypocritical for us to, you know, shield our children and the youth from that when that is what's happening. We're involved in it. We're immersed in it. And it's okay. We just can't we can't live in that fear, like you said. We have to kind of embrace the culture and just do better at uh, educating not just the youth, but educating each other too, you know, because um, that's one thing I notice with friends and families when I'm having conversations, whether it's like this or something else, is we need to just not, ooh, taboo subject. Ugh. We don't want to yeah. step away from it. We need to fucking talk about it. Let's Let's dive in deep to it and let's discuss it because that's how we're all going to learn from each other, you know. Well, we've always had things that happen for adults that we protect our children from. Right. That's part of it, yeah. right? Like we don't allow our we don't drop our kids off at a bar and be like, "Have fun with your friends, honey." Right. Like we yeah. don't do that because it's not it's not culturally yeah. appropriate. That's why we have drinking ages. That's why we have smoking ages. That's why yeah. we have gambling ages because their little brains aren't qualified to navigate that shit. Most adults' brains aren't qualified to navigate some of that shit. Yeah. So it's. That's why you keep them off of social media. That's why you keep them off of those things and you have conversations with them as to why they're not on there. That's right. I knew why I wasn't allowed to go into the porn room at the video rental store as a kid. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. I looked at that that curtain or that room and I said, Can I go look at those movies? And it was like, No, those are for adults. Mm -hmm. Well, why? Because they're for adults. Well, why are they for adults? Because yeah. there's material in those movies that you can't watch. Yeah. And it continues to be an explanation until the why stops. Yeah, through conversation. You'll learn. Yeah. You'll see when you have a two-year-old and they go, but why? But why? Yeah. But why? And you just, you can either go, because I said so, or you can continue to explain it until they understand it. Yeah. You have to decide how much work you want to put into the relationship that you love. Yeah. And sometimes we're exhausted and we don't want to put the work in. But it's important. I could see how But how relationships are work. Yeah. yeah work and that means you can't just pull your kid out because you're scared of something yeah. they have to they have to push through it what like 
honestly, like, what are you doing for you? Like, what's the benefit to your kid to pull them out because you don't yeah. agree with the public school system? Yeah. That's the public school system is going to be the public work system. Right. That's how it's always mirrored. That's how it's always been. Yeah. At what point are you going to let them go out into the world and explore it? Because in t like, I love teenagers and toddlers. I say it all the time. Teenagers and toddlers are the same type of assholes. They're exploring the world on their own terms. They're looking at the world and they're going and saying things like, oh, I'm going to do this. And you can look at them and say, don't touch that. It's hot. And they'll go, yeah, and they'll touch it and they'll burn themselves and they'll cry. And you'll go, I told you that was hot. That's what hot is. And the teenagers do the same thing. They do this thing where they explore the world and they look at the world from a place of, fuck you, I'm going to try it. And if I get hurt, too bad. Right. Like it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to do this thing. And it's my job as the parent when they're teenagers and toddlers to be like, how'd that go? Did that work out the way you had it planned? Why didn't mm. it work out the way you had it planned? They're in a self-discovery mode. Yeah. When they're from like the age of like five to 12, 13, they're not in that mode anymore. They're not in that. They're in the watch and do phase, the mimic mm. monkey mm. see monkey do. Yeah. So they're trying to mimic everything around them. So the more behavior you have that's positive when they're from five to 12, that's yeah. what they're going to mimic. And that's what they're going to try and become and do. They're yeah. going to like, and then they're going to get to their teenage years and you're going to have to navigate that. You're going to have to navigate the fact that you helped create whatever being they're becoming. Right. That's when like five to 13 is when you're a dictator. It's when you're like, these are the rules. This is what you're following. This is what you're doing. And they're listening and absorbing and trying to appease. And then they get back to teenager, which is that toddler world where mm -hmm. they're like, ha, I got this. I'm old enough. Fuck yeah. you. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And then they fall on their face and you have to look at them and go, yeah. oh, how'd that work out? Did that yeah. go the way you had it planned? Yeah. Right. Did that, and you, you teach them different ways and different aspects of their life as they mature and as they get older. Sure. And if we're pulling them out of the world and saying, I'm going to keep you safe, honey. I'm going to put you in a, in a box so right. nothing hurts you. I fear for your child. Yeah. I fear for the person that they're going to end up being in a world that is hard yeah. and aggressive. Yeah. And you like, know, there are some are fucking you... mean people out there. Yeah. And not only are you shielding them from, you know, that, because that's a big thing too, right? Like the, and you mentioned earlier where bullying was probably one of the wor the best things that ever happened to you. I know yeah. me when I was bullied, I learned so much, the adversity and, you know, that's a big characteristic that I think people need, you know, you need a little bullying, you need a little, uh, a little, you know, busting each other's balls. You need a little uh, craziness. And that is what's kind of cool about the public school system. I think uh, you made a good point to where you need to just, as parents, we just need to parent more. And as humans, we just need to be better humans and lead with love because that is the most important, I think, part of this entire conversation. I didn't think it was going to go this route, but I'm, I'm super happy it did because I really enjoyed it. And I honestly want to have you back on or maybe I could be on yours and we'll Dude, we'll definitely do. Too. Yeah, we'll, we'll do something because uh, this was two hours and 20 minutes. So was it really? Um, yeah, I could probably go. Where, for are, another you, where are you out two of hours. Florida? OK, so, so I'm East Coast. So. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be able to do this more often for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if I was local, I'd say I just I'd head to your 
your house. Dude, I got to get you up here. I like to do my podcast live. I think it's a different experience. Bro, I used to do them. I used to do them live before the pandemic and I miss it for sure. Uh, You know, now we're in like, we're in a bigger house. It's a little bit more secluded. So eventually I want to get to where I can have a studio and I don't have to have, you know, people in my house all the time because I was doing like two episodes a week. So my wife started getting a little annoyed when people were coming to the house and then the pandemic happened and then I started doing it virtually. And now I'm like, it's, I'm so spoiled because I, not only do I get easily to have a conversation with you uh, virtually, but I've had conversations with people in Australia and UK and, you know, people I'll probably never meet. And that's, what's kind of cool about it. But I agree with you. Like the whole, the whole fact of in person, there's no lag, there's no interrupting. It's, you know, you're next to each other. It's that, it's that intimate conversation. So it's definitely way better in person, but I've enjoyed this, man. It's been, it's been awesome to talk and, and to learn a bunch from you. Um, before I do let you go though, do me a favor, yeah, give a shout sure. out to your social, your podcast, all that stuff. Cause I want people to, uh, to come find you as well. Okay. So on Instagram and TikTok, we're at money supports happy. Uh, you can see the podcast money supports happy on Spotify, iHeart, Amazon. It's on all the platforms, YouTube, the video version is on YouTube and Spotify. Uh, my company is Burden Media. You can check us out. And then I'm Danny Laguerre at the Danny Laguerre on Instagram. You can follow me there too. Cool. My man. Danny, honestly, man, I've learned a ton and uh, I've gotten some good value out of this. And I know the listener has as well. And, you know, I think it's important. You know, you mentioned this a lot. Leading with leading with love is huge, but also having these conversations come into resolutions. Um, I don't think we solved any type of probably any of the topics we've talked about. I don't think there was a lot of resolutions to anything. And that's OK. Pretty sure we solved world hunger. <laughs> <laughs> world hunger yeah. was one that we solved. The rest we did yeah. not, though. That's yeah, we the world hunger thing is an easy one, uh, yeah. but the the rest were a little challenging. But I think that's what's yeah. so key, right? We have to have these conversations to come to a resolution. It's not going to happen overnight, and to yeah. think that it would would be ignorant. So um, I, I just appreciate your honesty, your your candidness, and uh, and everything about it. So I definitely want to do this again, man. So thank you again for everything. Yeah, dude, I had a lot of fun. Thank you. I appreciate you. Indeed, buddy. All right, man. Stay warm up there, yeah? Yeah, brother. All right, dude. Talk soon.